0: It's the Odd Drunk podcast. podcast a very strange podcast The drunkest show in, in the world. world It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass We don't care as long as drinks are poor Sometimes we have our friends here We will talk about anything Anything. We don't care as long as we have been If you let, let that whiskey ring Drunk. I, 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 what I say now is if someone, if I kill someone in a game or something, not in real life, but if I kill someone in Minecraft, I'm like, you're bones now. You're bones. Is, is that guy bones? I don't. He's pretty much bones.
1: At least. <laughs> that that if you don't explain that to someone, just say you're not going to explain it to any um born. It can come off. There's a lot of ways <laughs> to interpret that.
0: Yeah, that could it could come off as me uh, insulting them for being It,
1: most, it mostly sounds it, like it could be a sexual thing. It mostly sounds it, like <laughs> you're trying to be cool, but your mind
0: is stuck in the '90s. <laughs> hey, that's what I've always been. But I stopped trying to be cool. Because you are cool. I just Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> you don't Anyways, have to try. Welcome, I, <laughs> welcome back to the Odd Drunk Podcast, uh, everybody. Yes. Uh, we are recording dry, headphone-less.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> it's it's but, like we're just
0: talking to each other. But I fucked up
1: and I left the headphones feel like, um, at my apartment.
0: <laughs> doesn't feel like I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, sure, I'm talking into a mic and I can hear myself because <laughs> this is that's a, how the world works. This is like
1: a step back, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> back to our, you know, our first episode when it was just uh, oh, a, yeah, a microphone plugged yeah. straight
0: into a computer. <laughs> but we have two microphones plugged straight into a mixer, which is plugged straight into a computer. Yeah. So there's a couple more stepping there. up in the world.
1: <laughs> Elon Musk, Somebody here we come.
0: Step back. Yeah. <laughs> anyways Anyways, uh, I'm really excited for today's episode. It's been a while since we've done one of these album reviews. Yeah. And I've been itching to do one for a while. And I thought, wait, what perfect time? Because a couple of albums I'm going to be talking about. Well, you'll see in the description. Um they happen to be black artists and it's black history month. So we thought we would take the time to recognize some black artists. Yeah.
1: We, uh, it's, um, it's just uh, a good way to,
0: but really I I can promise you uh, that these albums would have been included regardless of that. I
1: chose two albums that were already kind of on my mind recently. Um, Yeah. That's one of these artists, uh, uh, My band has done covers of their stuff, and the other Mm -hmm. artist I recently discovered at an NPR Tiny Desk concert. Which, uh,
0: yeah, um, but uh, yeah. Today, well, before we get into the topic, we have a new segment in which we can both bring in some news or events, something that happened, yeah, something we want to just talk about, (laughs) get off our chest, um, before we get into the episode and have to get tangent points for it, yeah. Do you have anything? Uh, I, have some
1: things. I found out several weeks late that David Crosby died. Uh, I just found out now. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations for just finding out. Uh, he died like last month, like a few weeks ago. Oh, jeez. Um, and I found out yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: well, found no out. one was talking about this online. Yeah, I found uh,
0: out right now. as
1: of And recording I recording. find that weird because David Crosby was pretty awesome. Uh he had a really cool mustache. He died like on the seventeenth, I think, like that of, of January. Um but I I didn't know.
0: Oh Crosby still's in that. oh my yeah. god. Yeah, David Crosby.
1: Did did you think I was talking about uh Bill Cosby?
0: <laughs> no, I was thinking of someone related to Bing Cro- uh Crosby. Oh, No, yeah, no. David Crosby (laughs) from Crosby, uh, Stolz, Nash & Young. died at 81, January 18th. Yeah. Damn. It's too bad. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. I guess because he's not mainstream enough that whatever. Yeah. I have some stuff I want to... And this segment is really for stuff we want to talk about that doesn't necessarily demand an episode or it's hard to segue into whatever episode we're on. Yeah. So this is just for anything goes. I got the new Dead Space remake. Oh, yeah. Been playing the hell out of it. Um, I only wait. Well, if it's daytime and I'm in the mood to play of it, I try to block out all the light and make it dark. and. Nice. Got my. Um, and this is on the PS5? Head- it? Yeah, on the PS5, I got some nice. 3D headphones, Bluetooth. And the sound design for the game is amazing terrifying <laughs> and yeah it's got a nice new shiny coat of paint you know it's a complete uh from the ground up remake yeah i've, I've heard retexture it i've heard anything.
1: they did a really good job staying true to the original but like it changing en- things where stuff needed There's to be a changed lot of
0: quality live changes it plays more like your modern like well not modern it's <laughs> a very old game too but it plays like dead space 2 ah oh, nice yeah and yeah it just feels more modern less clunky and uh it's just uh I think a faithful remake that just improves on the original. Nice. And there's been a couple bugs I've encountered, but nothing game breaking. Uh, sometimes objects will clip to my character, or a dead necromorph will <laughs> cling on to me for a little bit. Kind of like in Dark Souls with the ragdolls. Yeah. It's a little bit like that sometimes. <laughs> but it's as gruesome as, as ever. I mean, it's, uh,. When you're tearing apart the necromorphs, like it shows every detail, nice, and it's really satisfying though. <laughs> when you finally get them, and I love using the flamethrower; that's a lot of fun, and the saw gun, and the I played Dead Space One around the era it came, not right when it came out, but a, a couple, two, three years later. Yeah, and then I went to Dead Space Two, but. I played more of Dead Space 2, so a lot of, like, I'm in a section of Dead Space 1 I never got to when I was young. Yeah. And so now it's, it feels brand new. I'm, I've am
1: i never played Dead Space. I think I own a copy of it. Um, it's either Dead Space 1 or Dead Space 2. It. It's, it's uh, uh, EA's launcher, uh, Origin. They mm-hmm. used to, I don't think they do it anymore, they used to, like, once a month give out a free game.
0: Now you have to have the EA and, pass, yeah, and you can and, get it as an extension with your Xbox Game Pass,
1: yeah. Um, and now, and at one point they they gave out uh, one—I think it was Dead Space one, but it might have been two.
0: I don't remember for, for free. So nice. I, I
1: have that on my Origin account. I've no, I never I, downloaded I it.
0: Not really into <laughs> horror games, but it's one of those games that is just—it's a. Uh, generational like big landmark game yeah it uh, over the shoulder camera and you know oh well if we we get to
1: in our video games in time series if we get to that year oh definitely uh, oh we'll uh, we'll have to play and
0: i also gave in because i had some extra money this paycheck i don't have to I don't have to tell you what, <laughs> but, <laughs> or anything relating to my finances. You don't need to know. Less. Jackson is. need to know. Only
1: that. barely as 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 wealthy as Elon Musk. Oh wow! That, yeah, just but not quite.
0: That'd be really nice yeah. <laughs> if I was just as barely. Well, well,
1: assuming, assuming if I was one, assuming what you know, what I mean by that is how much cash Elon Musk actually actually carries on him at one time. Oh,
0: true. Yeah, Are even, he wouldn't even carry cash. PayPal. Bitcoin. It's about how rich I am. I'm about as
1: rich <laughs> I'm, I'm as. I'm sure I've carried as, more
0: cash than he has.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm about <laughs> as rich as. The amount of cash that a rich guy who doesn't carry cash on him carry, <laughs> but, is carrying right now. But
0: anyways, I also, uh, I gave in and I pre-ordered Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah. the pre-order allowed me to play it last night. Nice. So, I've been playing it a little bit. I haven't gotten super, like, deep into the game yet. It's a very, well, for one, before I sound like I'm insulting it, because this isn't an insult, um, it's a very slow pace at first. Mm-hmm. You know, it. Slowly introduces you to all the different classes at Hogwarts, and you, you know, you go to the get the sorting hat, Mm -hmm. and um, it asks you some questions and it recommends you your house, but you can pick any house, okay? Cool, that's not random. And but the (laughs) as as far as I know, the house doesn't really make any game changes. What I've heard is all it does is change your um, it's pretty surface level living quarters, but. And your colors.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Uh, I I'm definitely going Ravenclaw. Nice. Uh, play through I'm definitely going to get that game, uh, but I am planning on getting the Steam Deck, and I'm waiting until I hear about performance on the Steam Deck before yeah, I purchase. That's a good idea. It is verified on the Steam Deck, but I've heard nice. there are some performance issues on PC in general yeah um i heard it's so, bugger on pc so maybe they'll get some day a day one patch and it'll be better but um and
0: the bugs i've encountered is mostly just minor graphical issues just yeah. weird pop in every once in a while and generally the the things of hdr the three things that i've heard about
1: this game uh from reviewers is that they've the reviewers said the combat is really good
0: yeah the combat's refreshing um, actually
1: uh they, so the combat's good um I've heard it doesn't fall into like it's really light on the RPG elements, so it doesn't fall into the RPG fatigue that a lot of open world games like that have. No, um, um, like I've heard it pretty effectively keeps your interest. It's
0: more of an open world action adventure game, than yeah, game, I mean, with um, RPG elements. Like, and yeah, and
1: then the other thing I heard is that the open world itself is extremely immersive. It's, like, like I've. I've hardly
0: explored. Though. I've heard, I've, I've 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 heard been, people
1: throwing around Rockstar, like comparing it to like Red Dead Two. Yeah, like dense. not quite on that on Red Dead Two level, but like
0: it's dense. It's like I've barely explored Hogwarts, mm-hmm. and I've got to explore Hogsmeade. But the rest of the surrounding areas, I technically have access to, mm-hmm. but I don't have a broomstick or a mount yet. Yeah, I haven't got to that point in the story but i plan on riding around on a hippogriff nice um, but i'm going i'm going really i'm going to hope that
1: they have like whatever the most ridiculous the mount they have the,
0: like i looked at the map cuz i've only been in hogwarts and hogsmeade and i've barely even explored hogwarts the structure mm-hmm. <laughs> it, which is it's crazy how dense it is and yeah it's definitely derived like the design is derived from the movies but there's also a lot of stuff i've heard that takes more influence from the books mm-hmm. and it's obviously it's an 1890s so you know yeah which doesn't make a huge difference visually because they're you know, pretty much just like it's the 1890s always yeah the only difference <laughs> was there will be Except every once in a while there's a scene where yeah they're flying in ron's a car or uh yeah uh they go to or a, some
1: of the ministry goons are wearing like three-piece suits yeah that's yeah, not very 1890s that's Or like more...
0: they cram into a telephone booth or whatever or the the night bus you know yeah Which, so you don't have that but uh, it's it's a lot of fun it's a big world it feels lived in and it it has its own little cast of characters and stuff. A lot that I hate and get annoyed by, but that's <laughs> part of the Harry Potter experience. Kind of um, annoyed and, by. Yeah, it. you go to classes, but it's a quest. It, you right. know, it's not a simulator. It's not Persona or a Bully, where you have to go to class on time. Right. No, you can yeah. freely roam around, but you have to go to the class. and Unlock certain spells and abilities, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll progress the story. And it's, yeah, I'm still in the point where it hasn't really opened up for me quite yet. Um, But I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm just taking my time with it. I'm enjoying it. There's just so much to be seen. Like, every room is just filled to the brim with details. Yeah. Stuff that you'll, uh, references you'll get as a fan of the movies. I'm sure there's references if you've read the books. And... You know, you have all the mooning, moving paintings and stuff, the ghosts you encounter. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's just it feels like the developers took the source material and ran with it. But in a good way. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, it, it, you can tell they actually care about the source material.
1: It looks pretty great. And I'm now, lore-wise, probably going to play it.
0: I don't know much about Harry Potter lore-wise. <laughs> and you Harry Potter fans out there, you can let us know. Like, it if it does anything that breaks lore, or if it does things that just upsets you as a fan. Um, All I know is that... Uh, the main protagonist...
1: There's not a lot of lore that explores before, like,
0: 1900. Not a lot, yeah. as far as I know, but I'm sure there's some things that's going to piss somebody off. You know? Yeah,
1: I know the headmaster in Hogwarts, like, uh, Phineas Black... Yeah, uh, he was the last... Simon in... Simon Pegg, right? Yeah, it's Simon uh, Pegg. Yeah, he uh, he, 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 he was already a character in canon. He was um, there, yeah. seen in one of the movies where Dumbledore talks to his painting.
0: Like, And yeah, you're movie? protagonist, so you don't play as a little child first year. <laughs> no, you're a fifth-year transfer. Right. You're a transfer student. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so you, you know you have to deal with everybody doubting you but then you're like i nailed the combat systems yeah and they're like what do you mean you mean magic and i'm like no I no nailed I, this game's combat yeah you're, you're like no i mean the little
1: <laughs> batman arkham <laughs> my signals above my head <laughs> that pop up
0: yeah i do my counter attacks no but it's <laughs> and so far i only have a few spells i have um incendio i have accio i have a uh, the one that lights stuff up, the... Lumos. Lumos, yeah. yeah. I have... Um, and you can use those spells in combination with each other in combat. And you also just have the basic trigger. It just sends out a, bla- a blast of magic. It's just... just G- generic <laughs> but magic you, you blast. you do eventually unlock um, Crucio and, like... Um, oh, yeah.
1: I've heard you have to go on, like... You, ha- you have to right? go out of your way to unlock those because it's like yeah. you have to... You have to um, go through quests to get the... But if uh, you
0: want to be a mass murderer and be worse than Voldemort... What what
1: I've heard about the (laughs) Unforgivable Curses in that is that um, they are, like... They do a good job with, like, the quest to unlock them, like, making them feel meaningful. But then after you unlock them, you can just blast people away with them as much as you (laughs) like, and nobody says a damn thing. I mean,
0: there's a recharge, but yeah. Yeah. but, but, yeah. But like,
1: I, at no point if you cast, like, the Killing Curse after you've unlocked it, does someone go, like, oh, that was the Killing Curse. What are you doing? No.
0: <laughs> um, it doesn't seem like that kind of world. Like, there's important NPCs, but most of the NPCs walking around, it's like a GTA where they're just kind of there for decoration to yeah. make the world feel more lived in. And I don't that, – that, that doesn't bother me or anything. Um but no, as a, if you're a Harry Potter fan that also likes video games and you're looking for that definitive experience, this is definitely the one. Um, and if you're not a Harry Potter fan, but you like these types of games, fantasy, open world, RPG elements, then I would recommend it. I, I think you'll enjoy it as well, even if you do not care about Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, I... I would like to see this developer maybe step in and do like a loader game or something. I don't know. Lord of Ooh, the Rings. that would be awesome. Um, do like open world thing with that. Um, but we'll see. Anyways, that's all I have. Nice. And we have <laughs> another segment, uh, the oldest segment of the show. We're just running through segments. Let's let Colton get to the segment. Let's uh, let him do hey, it. Hey, hey, Jackson. Hey, hey, Colton. <laughs> what are you drinking? Oh, you know <laughs> the tears of my enemies. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I'm drinking. Tell a me co- about that. Yeah. Porter right now. Um, I got a the porter pack from Breckenridge Brewery, owned by Anheuser Busch, by the way. Mm-hmm. We found that out yep. last episode, our beer episode. <laughs> However, they still put out good stuff, and I can't pitch about it. But, yeah, it comes with a raspberry vanilla porter, which I had the raspberry chocolate porter from um, Silver Moon Brewing. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, that, that was
1: delicious last uh, last week.
0: And it comes with a cookie porter, which I've just been drinking. Good.
1: It um, it's What type of cookie would you say it short is? Shortbread.
0: Ah. Shortbread cookie. Nice. And then peanut butter porter, and then they're just standard vanilla porter, which is one of yeah. my favorite beers to go to this time of year. I'm
1: drinking one of those peanut butter porters right now. It's pretty tasty. It's
0: definitely the time of year for stouts, porters,
1: uh, anything. When when it's cold outside and I'm just angry and sitting inside, just (laughs) angry about (laughs) the snow.
0: Yeah, and there's never a worse time of year, though, to pick up a, a porter or stout. the heat of the summer oh god yeah (laughs) i don't know like like i've done that like anchor
1: man where he's walking down the street like it's so (laughs) hot (laughs) milk was a bad idea (laughs)
0: anyways (laughs) uh and i also got um plantation rums 20th uh anniversary uh edition
1: yeah that's a pretty tasty rum
0: uh, it's been a while since
1: we've had any sort of plantation on here.
0: It has been, and yeah, it's got like the wrapping on it, and are the the rope, whatever you call it. Yeah, and yeah, it's um, probably well. It, I mean, it's sixty five dollars, so I would hope so. It's <laughs> yeah, it's their best rum. Yeah, if you want to spend that little extra money, and it's just good rum. It, it's yeah. It's um, strong, it's but it's very smooth, and I actually went to the liquor store looking for bamboo rum because that's like my go to now. Actually, that's they a pretty didn't good have rum. any. They didn't have any of just the standard Plantation, damn, or even Plantation pineapple, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. But they had this, and I was like, I've never bought this. I've had it, yeah. When, when you got it, yeah, I had a bottle um, a while back, but I was like, I want it for myself.
1: Yeah, it's so a good. It's a pretty good rum. Uh I've got, last thing here, I've got, um, I think we've had this on another episode, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure if that episode's aired yet. <laughs> I don't remember
0: when we had it. <laughs> um, the but timeline the, gets convoluted sometimes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this is, uh, Aberfeldy Highland Single Malt Scotch. Uh, 12 year. Nice. Uh, from, uh. Yeah, the Aberfeldy Distillery. I don't remember exactly where they're out of in Scotland. I know it's in the Highlands, (laughs) obviously. Um, And it's decent. I mean, I've been recently very into scotch. I've been making my way through different uh, bottles. Making my way downtown? Making my way downtown to to drink all the scotch. (laughs) To acquire.
0: (laughs) I'd like to acquire your best liqueur. Your finest,
1: yeah. It's it's like at, at the liquor store I work at, where people come in and they'll buy the the ninety nine um, uh shooters. Oh, They're like geez. those flavored shooters. Oh, They're like ninety nine cents. Awful. They're terrible. Yeah. And I've had people come in and be like, "Oh, I, wa- I want the the the, the grape flavor." <laughs> I... And then they'll be like, "And uh, just you know, whichever ones you think are good." <laughs> and I'm like, "Do you?" play with
0: along with it
1: or? well half the time i'll be like i'll just grab random good. ones because i'll just whatever <laughs> yeah. but sometimes i'll, I'll be like I don't think if, any
0: of them are good if, if, yeah
1: i'll reach over for like the bullet at least try to the the, the pint of bullet that we have and be yeah. like this is good at least try to sell them something better
0: and yeah. more expensive <laughs> but yeah.
1: uh either way uh aberfeldy scotch I, I it's those... good stuff
0: those ninety-nine shooters I've seen numerous times in uh, public restrooms.
1: Yeah, that's what they're. That's what people buy. That's them what for. they're for. Yeah. yeah, people buy them for <laughs> to
0: Chinking get on the job to get drunk fast. Yeah, because
1: yeah. they are ninety-nine proof. Yep, as well. Uh, yeah, good branding though. Ninety-nine cents, ninety-nine yeah, proof. Sense,
0: yeah, yeah. Will get you drunk. That's, yeah, <laughs> bad though. It's very very bad. Yeah. I would not recommend it to anybody. No, they're 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 nasty. <laughs> it's sad but... too. It's a very sad drink. But people love them. People buy yeah, a lot yeah. of them. Well, there's it's a lot like... of suck people out there. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> well, uh, we are done with all that. And also, I quickly want to introduce to any of the new listeners our tangent point system, which. Yeah, that's the whole reason we do, like, the bit of news in the beginning, so maybe we can avoid some tangent points now. <laughs> so we can just get it out of our and, system. Yeah, you get out of the system. <laughs> but anyways, once we begin the topic and you go on a tangent that is not related to the topic, like, if it's r- related some way or it you know, comes naturally in the conversation, like if it makes sense to
1: be talking, we won't about call each thing. other
0: out about that unless it goes too long. Yeah. Then we'll definitely call each other out. <laughs> However, if it has nothing to because do knowing with knowing
1: us, we can go forever
0: on has, <laughs> really stupid oh yeah. <laughs> things. If it, yeah. If you have been listening to us, you know that, <laughs> but if it has nothing to do with anything, but you just really want to talk about it, you can do that, but it's going to cost you a tangent point. And you can get three tangent points in one episode. Once you get those, you have to take a shot or you can veto it. But that means you have to take a shot right at the start of the next episode. Yes. And for continuity's sake, we're going to have to take one if we get the points. Yeah, we, this we can't. Episode. We, can't for, <laughs> we can't break We're not going to
1: talk about it, but we, we can't. We're, we can't.
0: We baked some stuff, but... <laughs> We don't want to break the continuity. Don't worry about it. We don't want you to come to the next episode and it's like, why didn't they take their shot? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're not going to fuck with the sacred timeline. Yeah, because we're not liars. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. We maintain the sacred timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time. The Podcast. Yeah. Dodrunk Time. I bet there's, a,
1: there's an alternate universe. Because, like, alternate universe, you can just, there's an infinite number of them where some of them are just like the smallest things are different. Oh, yeah. Uh, I bet there's an alternate universe out there where the only difference is that two of our episodes swapped places in the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's
0: a thing. In the whole universe, is the only difference? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Switching episodes. Well, if there's infinite number of alternate True. universes, then theoretically there could be one out and there where the only difference is that <laughs> Dad Rock was our second episode and Hellboy was our first episode.
0: Wow. Imagine that. Yeah. Just immediately coming off of this uh, (laughs) podcast angry. Just very, very angry and annoyed. And I like David Harbour; He was good in Violent Night and other things. Yeah. Not in that one, though. (laughs) No, not Not in (laughs) that. No. (laughs) Anyways. And yeah, we ought to do an episode on like... That that seems like a conspiracy theory thing, but it's something I do kind of believe in, like the multiverse. uh, Oh, yeah. Definitely could be possible. Anyways, enough of that. So yeah, we're gonna start get in start getting into this one. Um, mm, that's good rum. Mm.
1: Yeah, let's take a little sippy sip.
0: Oh yeah, and if at any point, because it's an odd drunk podcast, we we still just drink whatever. Like if we just decided to take a shot. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have to abide by yeah, uh, the point system. Tangent, oh, yeah. The tangent point does That's not mean additional shot.
1: Yeah, though. tangent point does not yeah. mean we we are not allowed to take
0: other shots. Yeah, <laughs> if we feel like we dream dream taking more shots, we can. <laughs> um. So yeah, we got just like our other album reviews or most of them. Well, th- this one's slightly different because I wanted to pick just albums I've always wanted to talk about. Not necessarily. Oh, is it a new one and an old one?
1: Yeah, that's our typical so, formula. We do typically that's what we do. We yeah. each choose a newer, like from the last five to ten years, but it's and then one album it's that's been as a old long as we
0: time like. since we've done our last album. In fact, it's been a year or so since really? we did our last album reviews. Really? Yeah, we did the last one Holy around shit. the same time last year. Wow, that's. I, I, it might have been in, like, March of last year. I would year, have figured still, that we would like have done one well by then. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I picked um, two albums. Colton picked two albums. I have Remember My Song by, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, I looked it up, Lobby Sifri in 1975. And I got a lot to say about that one. I'm sure Colton will, too, because we, we listen to yeah. each other albums. And I also have this one I've been listening to a, a ton lately, and I was like, i got to talk about it. Vivid by Living Color. Absolute. Mm. If you want to just get a quick synopsis, Absolute Banger. <laughs> yeah. And that came out in 88.
1: Yeah. I, I, I so, so I, because you texted me and said, hey, you know, Black History Month, let's, let's. Let's uh, celebrate some black artists. No, and yeah, um, and I, I immediately thought, uh, well, uh, very recently I, I discovered Denzel Curry. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning I of the really episode. Like, it's what, Melt um,
0: My Eyes or something? Uh, yeah,
1: Melt My Eyes, See Your Future is his yeah. most recent album from last year, I have a lot of good things to say about that one. And I saw him maybe six months ago on a uh, NPR Tiny Desk concert. It nice. just came across my Facebook feed. I don't listen to a lot of rap and hip hop. I like it, but I don't. It's not I, new artists don't often find their way onto my radar.
0: With rap and hip hop, I usually go more old school. Yeah, so I I don't. I'm not actively paying Mostly attention 90s. to like new
1: artists. Um, yeah. just because it's not a genre that I'm actively always listening However, to but this, but he, denzel curry came across my feed on facebook and i was immediately impressed both by his his uh you know rapping and also he had a full band of like a horn section and all that when he was
0: doing no, this yeah, thing we'll get into it definitely and but I, I was
1: like damn this guy's really good <laughs> it was
0: that album was very refreshing to listen to you Because it had a lot going on, not just with his raps, which. We're going to talk about that album last, because what we do with these episodes will go in chronological order. Yeah. uh, When the albums were released. And you also picked another infamous album
1: yeah i picked bad brains uh self-titled yeah 1982 uh <laughs> this has been on my mind recently as well um
0: everyone knows the cover
1: yeah well uh, the punk band i used to play in, we we uh would cover uh, band in dc nice on uh on our well, set and list back... and and recently i've been thinking about it. i've been listening to it because uh I kind of forgot about it for a while and then uh Aaron over at the Whiskey Reel, I see him every once in a while in town and he has a cool Bad Brains sweatshirt nice. and I saw him wearing it one day. I was like, "Oh shit, Bad Brains. I should listen to them again." Uh so it's been on my mind recently.
0: Yeah, every once in a while something well, I'll get into, it, but like something will pop up and remind you of a great album, you know, and yeah, or a band. And you're like, "I'm going <laughs> to listen to them." So but yeah, that's the Bad a, Brains. I mean One of the most influential punk bands of all time.
1: Yeah. I mean... uh, And... And really good. They're like... They're like... uh, The Sex Pistols, if the Sex Pistols were actually, like, musically talented. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they remind me of. I still like the Sex Pistols. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love the Sex Pistols, but they're...
0: (laughs) We're not going to get into the Sex Pistols today. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's the albums we have. Um, And it's a good mix of genres. We got a punk album, got a soul funk album, hip hop, and just like alt metal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll get into uh, living color. Uh, Yeah. Vernon Reed is one of my favorite guitarists like ever Um...
1: (laughs) is pretty rad. Yeah. Pretty, pretty weird. I had never sat down and actually listened to that album or anything like that. But I've heard... Everyone's heard
0: heard the cult of personality. Yeah, that's a... (laughs) Whether they played Guitar Hero 3 or World Tour, it was definitely one of those... I think it was in World Tour, because that's... I uh, had Guitar Hero World Tour. I forget which wrestler, but (laughs) it was somebody's, like, wrestling intro. Uh, But anyways, we'll get into that. Anyways, we're going to, since we're starting chronologically, um, we are going to be starting with Lobby Cypri uh, Cyphery, sorry. Um, I hope <laughs> I, I, remotely, I, I uh, was not at family. all familiar with this guy and I wasn't sure how to pronounce. <laughs> well, name. let me tell you a story before we get into the album. I was watching better call Saul one day early last year, early spring ish. And, I was on season five, finally, and we get to the episode where, well, I don't spoil much too much about the show, but basically, he's stranded out in the New Mexican desert mm-hmm. with Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. It's a great episode. Yeah. Amazing episode. <laughs> um, but that's all I'll say. I don't want to spoil too much, because you should just watch that show. And it's definitely something, I think the whole Breaking Bad universe is something we have to talk about at some oh, point. Oh, yeah.
1: I need to um, watch... Better Call Saul Yeah you gotta watch that first
0: (laughs) Um, But anyways It starts playing this song With a really Iconic bass line And I'm like is that Eminem My name is Mm -hmm. That's what he sampled It from He sampled the bass line From Cyphery Cypher From I Got The Oh Huh. I got the blues, and because the song continued in the show, and I was like, "Wait, that—that's not Eminem." There's a guy <laughs> singing. It's really nice, soulful. It's beautiful. It's really cool, funky. And then that's what introduced me hmm. into lobby. Um, nice. Otherwise, the only. W- Way The only form I knew that bass line was from an Eminem, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, went back and listened to that song. Amazing song, by the way. Great song, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm just going to listen to the whole album. <laughs> because with Spotify, I can just search any album, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean,. Which is one of the good things about it. I still like collecting vinyl, and that's something we'll talk about at some point. Um, but you know, I started listening to it, and I listened all the way through, and I was like, "How did I ever not know?" Like, i I've heard, I've heard I got them before, even besides Eminem, but I never knew who it was. And this, so yeah, this album came out in 1975. It's one of our only '70s albums we talked about in a while. Yeah. I think the last one was Lou Reed, or was that the 60s? Lou Reed, Transformer was... Was that the 70s? 70s? I think. But either way, it's, I think, one of, maybe one of the most underrated albums of that era. It's really good. I mean, I I, I, I well. put in my headphones,
1: I was lying down in bed last night, and I was like, you know, you, you ever have those nights where you're like, uh, you know, I want to lie down, but I... I'm not ready to go to sleep yet. Mm-hmm. So I put in my headphones and listened to this album, and I was immediately um, like, holy crap, how come this yeah. guy is not bigger? I mean, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> uh, some of his stuff in this album straight sounds like something I would hear with George Harrison or something, yeah. or with Bob Dylan, and, or any of the traveling Wilburys. I mean, the, 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 <laughs> third, the third song but, of
1: the album, Down, is just like this beautiful like ballad. It's a like,
0: ballad that just uh, lingers, you know? It's um, so good. <laughs> I, uh,
1: was, I was just like, damn, that is a that's a beautiful But like the opening song. track
0: banger. That definitely. is yeah. Uh it's yeah, it's the one with the my name is bassline and you actually hear it in the context of the original song. Yeah. Because the song starts out with a completely different vibe basically. I mean, it's still uh-huh. funky, but It does a key change. Yeah. But no, it has this really cool like guitar riffing in the beginning. It's uh I got the blues, you know, that kind of thing. I you know, other podcasts play copyrighted music. I'm looking at you the whiskey reel. Um, which (laughs) hey, check out their metal episode, I'll recommend that. However, all I'll say is they got very, some, very brave. They got some balls. Yeah. Neither of our podcasts are behind a paywall, which, and we will always keep it for free. We might do extra stuff on Patreon, but mm-hmm. the regular show is always going to be for free. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but when it's not behind a paywall and it's just out in the open like that, it's really easy to get copyright struck. Risky. And yeah. unfortunately... Somebody doesn't have to actually physically listen to it.
1: Algorithms algorithms will catch can it. And, and it's difficult because maybe certain platforms, if you're picky about what platforms you're on, you can get away with it easier. But we're our, we got our stuff on all the platforms. We're we're yeah, on so we can't most of our episodes make it on YouTube even. And YouTube yeah. will definitely catch that shit.
0: Which we're thinking about um, doing video podcasts at some point. But yeah. yeah that's a lot on. of work but, though well I was gonna be like very simple just like put an iphone
1: yeah <laughs> be like if you want to see as you can see iphones in the middle of the table facing straight it's a video up
0: of an iphone <laughs> filming us yeah. yeah it's very meta <laughs> but yeah uh unfortunately uh i don't feel ballsy enough Neither does Colton to play copyrighted music here. Yeah. I wish we could. I wish we could (laughs) without any consequences and it would be cool. I don't want to get episodes taken down though. All the albums are in the description. And you could find it on I mean whatever you li- Spotify whatever you listen to us to I'm sure you can find and, and we we're,
1: we got a Spotify albums. playlist that we're that we do that, that I we...
0: forgot about
1: yeah um, <laughs> uh, I need to add to it. We're gonna update it soon but yeah, uh, we,
0: are, we do have the odd drunk playlist and it's includes songs from our albums. I
1: think it's mostly songs from our album reviews yeah yeah from the album reviews
0: yeah. um, But anyways an all-star. I, yeah mouth. i'll start yet. <laughs> i don't know if I that's love, on there it should be on it, there. Though. it should be it will be <laughs> i can do that right now no but um but yeah starting off with i got the um man i love it basically does a drop yeah because uh... <laughs> it goes from this um cool kind of mid-tempo guitar riff um, and there's a lot of orchestral stuff in the background, like ELO, mm-hmm. yeah. which is, it's just it's, a really fun album to listen to. It's just, it's there's a lot going it's on. It's musically complex, but it's but a still groove. groovy it's, and catchy. Yeah. Like there's just a lot going on with it. But, um, but then it does the drop into the baseline that we all know as, as my name is and it changes vibes, but in a very satisfying way. And it's just um, like it starts out, da-dun, da-dun, yeah, da-dun, and it builds off of that, and it starts <laughs> introducing more um, uh, background uh, instrumentals and and it's then he starts singing in very soulful voice, and it's just that album got me through some tough times with spring finals, yeah, because that's when I discovered it. And, I mean,
1: um, I'm this is gonna be a regular album on my rotation. I'm glad. I, like there's uh, like there's a couple albums you've introduced me to that are now of the the cult uh oh yeah. that's a regular uh thing on my rotation now that I had never listened to before and this is going to be one too. I'll tell you. Yeah, um cuz it's just really good vibes the entire and, time. Like not um, like not like like it's at times it's relaxing. Mm-hmm. But it also like picks up right when it needs to pick up to um, keep you aside, interested. Aside you know? from I
0: got the... Uh, yeah, you mentioned Down. I'm going down. Yeah, that's yeah,
1: a beautiful song. Yeah. Um,
0: Another Year, I really like that one. Yeah. That one... And it, a lot of this album... And this isn't uh, in a bad way. A lot of it reminds me of some of George Harrison's solo stuff. It does a little bit, yeah. Like in... His debut album, uh, all things must pass, which is definitely one I want to talk about.
1: I mean, George Harrison got so much more into like soulful type of stuff than any other, the other Beatles did.
0: And yeah, all things must pass. That's another album I was contemplating, Um we 'll do another one of these not too long we're not gonna wait yeah
1: we, we we definitely should do these on a more regular basis yeah because it's fun every every music. couple months we should do it um, <laughs> uh Sadie and the devil what I forget
0: how, I, oh yeah that's got the saxophone yeah
1: it's got saxophone it's got like some like uh, acoustic guitar in it that
0: yeah I like some of the acoustic tracks that's in a
1: really cool uh, uh, song um, the vulture oh yeah um yeah that's another just cool
0: groovy song. This
1: is definitely a vibes album. This is, this is a, you, you put it on when you just want some like really good music. And just honestly
0: look up the, um, Saul and Mike lost in the desert scene. <laughs> I will, I will do that. Yeah. Uh, Mike is all prepared dressed in like camo and he has a sniper rifle and he has combat boots, <laughs> but then you have Saul who just has dress shoes on <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing his t-shirt as like a, um, a do rag <laughs> and just out in the desert, just struggling, but it's playing the song. And like, as soon as it gets to the, the line, the sun will shine mm-hmm. in the show. They have a shot of a rising sun along the desert. Nice. And it's just the, the way they use that song along with the cinematography. It's just really cool. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, um, really, cool just, funk soul album. Really fucking great album. That I, mean. I never knew about Lobby Sifre before, and I'm glad I know about him. He After this album, or I think it might have been the next album, but I, he I, took a big break. It was after this one. That's why I he looked became, it up. Uh, yeah, it was after this one. He became a political activist, and he then released another album until like 86 or '7. 89 89 so uh,
1: what I what I read it was between like 1971 and 1975 he released five albums mm-hmm. which is that's amazing
0: yeah that's a lot <laughs> that's yeah.
1: that's a that's a work ethic there um and then and then he never didn't release another album until 89 and released a few more albums throughout the
0: 90s no oh, yeah and he's done like TED yeah. talks and stuff yeah which that's cool I mean and when he um when Eminem, slim shady or whatever he goes by now um, when he asked about um, <laughs> using that bass line, that line uh, with the keys and the bass as a sample, um, he lobby was like, "Well, I have to look through your lyric, the the song, the lyrics." Uh. And there was a there was a rhyme in there that was uh, derogatory towards gays. Oh, use the f word. I'm not going to say it on this podcast. Yeah, everyone knows <laughs> you're talking about that. Yeah. So. I mean, technically, I don't it's think bu- you have to say it in old English vernacular. It's a bundle of sticks, but I'm still not going to say it. I don't it's not understand. what it means now. Yeah, no. people, people, <laughs>
1: people throw that out there to defend the, their use of that word, like, and I'm shut like, up. and I'm like, shut up! You know what it means. That's not what it means culturally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like we're not living in England. Um, no, and I'm sure even there, it, it doesn't have the original meaning they do
1: they do over there say say uh when they want as a cigarette they say can i bum bum, bum a fag yeah yeah
0: but (laughs) either way which throws americans out a line that had something to do with that and lobby was like i won't let you use my sample if you have anything that's attacking the lgbt uh community and Eminem was like fair enough he took it out of the song so you could get that sample. I like that. Yeah. I really like this Lobby guy so
1: far. He seems <laughs> he made some good he's made some good music and the few things I've heard about him outside of music
0: is like And as as far as the production goes, there's actually quite a lot to go with this album. So yeah, Lobby plays keys and acoustic on a few of the tracks. Um sings obviously. But we have also D- here's a cool picture of him hair. with an, his
1: goatee dyed orange, and I really like it. <laughs> I like it too. I'm just like <laughs> that's nice. That's a bold choice, the and rock, I respect
0: it. <laughs> I have the rock and roll gypsies, they did all the strings. Mm. Um, and it was produced by Big Jim Sullivan and Derek Lawrence, EMI you know Records. But yeah, it's um, it's an album. I'm so glad I discovered. I'm so glad. You like it? And, yeah, uh, I was just like ooh, this shit's good. <laughs> I was like I, I don't know how I've never heard any of this and it's a great album of the 70s and it very much encapsulates a lot of those sounds from the 70s. Oh yeah. And yeah.
1: Yeah, would
0: uh, I mean every album we're talking about today we would recommend definitely.
1: Yeah, I th- <laughs> I th- I think I think there's a what I'm what I'm learning from listening to albums like this and you know, uh, paying attention to radio, to, to like what I'm actually listening to, like at work and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the when we think back in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, everyone has their ideas of like quintessential songs and stuff from those eras. But those eras were really, really diverse in their music. Oh yeah, really diverse. You know.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, like the 80s wasn't just a Billy Idol. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, and the seventies wasn't Billy just Joel. wasn't just you know Rolling Stones and John Led Lennon and. and Led Zeppelin. It was also Labby Seafray, you know, yeah. and Lou Reed and mm-hmm. all those bands.
0: No, yeah, that's what's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <there's like laughs> a lot, and even now, you know, there is a lot of music to be found, and it will be interesting, you know, looking into the future, seeing how people describe. <laughs> The 10s and 20s music. Well, you look all the way on, only back into the, like the 2000s. The two and
1: thousands. When you, if you mention 2000s music, it's like Fergie and uh, Blink 182,
0: Backstreet Boys, Backstreet
1: Boys, uh, Man. yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh. uh Uh, Crump-style, like, dance and music and stuff like that, like, (laughs) if you know what I'm talking about. But actually, Uh, there's a lot more than
0: that. But there's a (laughs) lot more than that. There's a lot of...
1: (laughs) Old Crow Medicine Show, their first album came out in the 2000s. Yeah. Or their first... Yeah, like, I think. I don't remember. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, there's there's more than... Music's There's diverse. a lot than
0: what you would think. An era is defined by.
1: Yeah, and I this mean, album is so. fucking great. I just yeah. I really
0: liked it. <laughs> um, anyways, um, yeah, it, great album, nice funk soul album, and it's just um, it's a that's an album I like turning on when just to chill me out, get me in a good mood, and get me going at the same time. It, yeah. And, yeah, I remember listening to it, I got a, a hell of a lot when I discovered it. Because, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think everyone has always like that bass line for My Name Is. That's probably one of the best parts of that song. <laughs> um, that's <Yeah>. what <laughs> defines it. But it's um, actually hearing in the true, its original context makes it all that much better. Like, yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's all I really got to say about that one. So the ne-
1: yeah, then so and the next album in our timeline is Bad Brains, nineteen
0: eighty two debut album. Um, the iconic um, <laughs> lightning bolt, bolt hitting the Capitol. Everyone's seen this. Yeah, album. Yeah, everyone's
1: seen the album. Yeah, it's it's if
0: you and listen to punk rock, I think a lot of people wear shirts with this album cover and don't really listen to the Bad Brains.
1: I see a but lot of. I see this album cover everywhere. But if you pull up, like, punk rock playlists on Spotify, you know, the curated ones, Bad Brains is never on there. Yeah, that's, that's the weird
0: I, anomaly. You, you see a lot yeah. of bad... You see Bad Brains stuff.
1: Yeah, but you don't... I don't actually see them on playlists and CDs and things like that yeah. very often. And
0: let me tell you, this is definitely one of my favorite punk albums. Uh, and bands like Sublime have so much to yeah. thank for. They for the owe Brad so Brains. much to
1: yeah. I mean Bad Brains is is important for a couple reasons. For one they they really pioneered the uh, combining punk with reggae.
0: Yes. Combining, Not just ska though. Yeah, pu-
1: combining punk with ska, that's a that's a different thing, but yeah. like with reggae this,
0: though. This album has of course, plenty of straight up just punk songs. And let me look at the list. It's mostly like punk until like about halfway
1: through. Leaving Babylon, I think, is the first song on the album
0: that, that goes like reggae. goes reggae. And it's a cool song, too. Um, and they straight up just go reggae. It's yeah. not ska. It's not reggae. But then it transitions into a heavy thing.
1: No, it's just a reggae, a reggae song. song. It's got a punk attitude to it, but it's pure reggae, though. Yeah. you know and uh reggae with a
0: punk filter yeah and and, <laughs> li- and
1: like you said you know bands like sublime who are kind of known for being like reggae with a little bit of a punk attitude to it yeah like they owe bad brains no i i know? straight
0: up when i was listening to this album again i was like sublime did the same exact thing 10 <laughs> years later yeah and got way more um, credit for it.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I love Sublime, but oh yeah, of course. Uh, but Bad Brains killed it, and and even their like their punk stuff too is like their pure punk rock stuff is like I said earlier. Um, it's like Sex Pistols if Sex Pistols was musically talented. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. It's it's got that same attitude and vibe as like that like eighties you know seventies eighties punk rock, but like
0: and this is the original actually has like
1: it. really good like instrumentation and like composition. So just to on it.
0: the Wikipedia article, uh, it says um, many notable bands and artists cite Bad Brains as musically influential to their music, including the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. Nirvana, Foo Fighters, Guns N' Roses, Soundgarden, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Jane's Addiction, Faith No More, Rage Against the Machine, Def. D- it just goes on. <laughs> All
1: pretty great bands. Except <laughs> yeah. Guns N' Roses. Living
0: Color. Um, yeah. Which is one we're <laughs> that's, that's be coming up about. next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the and bad they brains and that. Was there, because you know more about like punk and like the different sounds and regions. Well, yeah, Was the they, Bad Brains. They're they're were they indicative of D, the DC sound. They were, and they
1: the other thing with them is that they're really influential in them in the straight edge punk movement. Mm. Um, yeah, they, which you know the straight edge punk movement started with started with Minor Threat, really.
0: Um yeah.
1: that's where the term straight edge comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but bad brains and there's in DC, there was this whole like movement of like, there was the, there was the straight edge punk scene. And then there's, there's the counter movement to the straight edge punk (laughs) scene, uh, bent edge, which is super fucked up. In my opinion, it's the idea of like straight edge is so, um, controlling and restrictive that let's do the complete opposite and just get completely fucked. (laughs) Um, and I think that's, I don't I don't That's like that. Like it. I'm not straight edge, but I don't I don't <laughs> uh but uh but Bad Brains is really influential in that uh scene as well. Um but like I said, they're like the Sex Pistols, that hardcore punk scene of the eighties, they're pretty much like among this album they're among
0: the first this came out in 82
1: 82 yeah
0: but they were a band way before this in the
1: 70s yeah i mean people talk about the clash and sex pistols as being like the the founders of punk but people don't realize that this was happening and because when you look at really like if you talk about the history of punk rock people often point basically the british scene first and then it was in the late yeah. the and it was in the mid 80s and the 90s of the american scene like all those like really well known bands came around i mean that's like, when the like american no scene... of, like in the 80s like no effects and descendants and those Revolution. bands um but really though it punk was forming at the same time in america yeah because you know you look at proto punk all, the... all the big proto punk bands those were american bands the stooges you it know
0: it did not hit the american cultural well, <laughs> I think every punk uh, would agree that they wouldn't want their favorite <laughs> band to reach the mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> but the punk mainstream. The, 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 cultural, zeitgeist. the cultural zeitgeist. cultural yeah, zeitgeist, yeah. That quite didn't happen until the late 80s, early 90s in America. Yeah
1: um for but musicians. it was still around cuz you look at like yeah. pro- proto punk bands everyone points to american musicians yeah lou reed and iggy pop and oh, and, <laughs> and and guys like that are considered like proto blondie you know we pro- did it. oh pro- for proto sure. these proto punk we- bands they're all american so uh, but then you look at the history of punk they go oh proto punk bands you know new york scene cbgb all that and then you jump over to the UK and the Clash and Sex Pistols and these bands got big, and then mm-hmm. and then the 80s and the 90s, you had NoFX and and Black Flag and these bands, but in reality, no, no. I mean, Black Flag is also uh, around, had been around a lot longer than people oh, yeah. realized they had been. So is um, Bad Religion. Yeah, um, and... Since like but, 82,
0: 83.
1: Yeah, but uh, Bad Brains is, I, I, I place them as like one of the founding punk bands, basically, in, in American punk. Like, they um, are huge in the sense of, like, the history of punk rock in the United States. Bad Brains are huge. Yeah. And, and also, Band in DC is a fucking banger of a song.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> I talk about some of these tracks. <laughs> like, I, yeah, Band in DC is a banger. Um, the Regulator, even though it's, like, only 50 seconds yeah. or a minute, <laughs> I really... I think that's... I really enjoy the, base, the intro bass line on that. Yeah. One. And then... And then we get into the, the reggae section with "Leaving Babylon," mm-hmm. and that's a really good. This album, this album has really good like pacing to it. It does, yeah. A lot of, that's, <laughs> that's that's an important. issue with punk rock in general. Is yeah, that... a lot of times in punk rock it's just all fast, yeah, heavy songs. You know, you never get a breather. This gives you plenty of breathers, and then as soon as you get back, like. Um, right brigade pay to come yeah <laughs> uh, there's um but it gives you this little reggae break and it just makes the album feel fuller more in depth yeah um but yeah this album's just really good to just GMT, it's just
1: a good punk rock album. Yeah. Like if you're yes. if you like punk rock, like if you're not if you're interested in punk rock, but you've not dived into like the not super mainstream uh Oops.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. We just talked about that. Oh, yep. God, I was but <laughs> but if great. you're if you're
1: interested in punk rock, but you've not really dived into like the less mainstream uh bands you know say say you're really into like the 90s grunge movement you like nirvana you like alice and Jane's these bands and you're interested in seeing like some punk rock stuff that kind of like influenced yes. this that I, I, that I movement wish I, could play this I would say checklist
0: vampire killers oh dude yeah the intro to that song is just yeah no that's, a, I love it. <laughs> that's a great one yeah
1: um
0: so, yeah, we have the original lineup. We have Dr. No on lead guitar. Legendary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl Jennifer on bass and HR on vocals. The original vocalist died in – uh, well, he was only with the band from 77, 78. Sid McRae. Yeah. Died in 2020. Yeah, I, I remember when that happened, yeah. And Earl Hudson on drums. Yeah. And HR on vocals – um yeah, bad brains, I mean they're the bad brains. Yeah.
1: There's okay. also I, I have to I have to also point out there is a um so band in DC. There is a live version of it. Let me see if I can pull up which So on um, Wikipedia
0: it says I didn't know Wow. Originally a jazz fusion band under the name Mind Power, bad brains are widely regarded as pioneers of hardcore punk. Mm, yeah. Although the band's members have objective, objected to this use of the term to describe their music. Also an adept reggae band with later recordings featuring elements of other genres such as no-wave, funk, heavy metal, hip-hop, and soul. Now I haven't listened to a lot of their albums, only really their early stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to I don't remember what version of it, but there's a live version of band in DC that's really, really fucking good. It's a little bit slower than oh, the yeah. studio version. Um and I remember when when my band, when we uh played that, we went off of the live version, we played that version
0: of it. <laughs> the You were got your band. I forget your uh, name. The Molly Nixons. Molly Nixons. Yeah. I knew Nixon, yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but we 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 did the live version of Band of D.C. Nice. when we learned it. it was, it's a really fucking good. That is just if any honestly, I would place this. That's one of my favorite punk songs of all time, and I would just place this album at the top of the list of punk albums just for that one song.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah,
1: but the the rest of the album is really good too. <laughs> luckily, but that that song I I is fucking awesome. It's a banger.
0: So next. We have a real big one, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed this next one. Um.
0: Vivid. Yeah. By Living Color, 1988. Uh, This album, holy shit, Like, just came out of nowhere with this. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, we have the opening track, Cold of Personality. (laughs) We're going to speak right down the earth in a language. That everybody can easily understand. Yeah. Huge, <laughs> huge song that everyone's heard. Yes. And still a good song, though. Um, it's, um, I play along to it on my guitar. I'll put on my distortion and delay effects. Nice. Even though a lot of that song is like, incredibly difficult with the rhythm and syncopation. Oh, yeah. And speaking of which, I mean, this band is just on fire. Um, Vernon Reed on guitar. The solo and cult personality, and there's some other songs, um, like Middleman. I love that one. It's a cool riff. I want to know, but oh, uh, there's a solo. Desperate people. Yeah, not that one. No, Um, it's um... memories. Memories anyway, can't wait. Memories can wait. Yeah. yeah. Um but anyways, yeah. Vernon Reed, I whenever I listen, so whenever I listen to this album, especially if I'm jamming it in the car where I can play it pretty loud or I'm on my headphones, whenever I hear one of his solos, this is the face I make. <laughs> <laughs> what, Which what, is a good thing. What I appreciate that, about <laughs> his playing is so you guys can see that. I, he's I, gnarly, just like He's
1: gnarly his and but but here here's another thing that he does really well. A lot of kind of like metal rock guitarists hog the spotlight a little bit too much in their solos. He's throwing it, he's doing his actual solos and he's throwing in cool riffs, but he's somehow he's doing it in a way where it vibes and grooves with the rest of the band really well.
0: Well, and like the And that's on, so
1: important. So
0: the solo and cool personality apparently during recording, he had tried making it coming up with a solo like he was on the 25th take or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he just was having a really hard time not just making it fit, but making it interesting, making it fun, making it where he could do it the same time every time, mm-hmm. every play. And then eventually, the producer was just like, Just fucking let it rip on this one, <laughs> just go crazy and he did that's the solo that's in the album nice he, that the solo you hear in the album was done in the first take oh that's cool and his use of like jazz influence and well yeah like hard with like that that's that's he, that's the other thing that but i he did end up having a hard time Doing it the same yeah well after he did it well that, that's the, it the that's of... the thing that i I noticed
1: about this album in general is that like yeah, it's kind of like rock like early metal type of well it's a funk metal like funk metal, but it clearly has other influences in there it's not they're not, it it strikes me as an album where they're not trying too hard to be one thing.
0: No they're really just being themselves. Yeah. yeah. And that and and and, and you can you can hear it in the production the... of this album is just amazing. The drums are incredibly crisp and percussive as they should be. The bass slaps, the guitar shreds. And um the vocals. Uh so yeah, we have Corey Clover on vocals, Vernon Reed on guitar, Mud Skillings on bass, he's not playing with him anymore. Will Calhoun on drums. And like holy shit, just like it's it's got a lot of vibes of other bands I've heard, but they put such a unique flavor in there with the funk and with the jazz influences it's just it very pleasing my ears just it's, yeah. it's the kind of um it's of that era like there's a lot of it that sound, it reminds me of Faith no more or Jane's addiction, a little bit of the Colton there. Yeah, they take all that kind of stuff, and they're like, "Let's throw funk and jazz in, yeah, that. yeah, let's, and let's make it interesting, let's get jazzy. <laughs> let's make it, um, and I'll tell you what, improvisational. I'll tell, I'll
1: tell you and, what, throwing in a little bit of jazz into some music is never a bad
0: idea. And um, <laughs> apparently, I did not know this. Mick Jagger produced tracks nine and eleven.
1: Oh,
0: he um. And that's um Glamour Boys and Which Way to America. Hmm. And which Which Way to America is definitely one of my favorite this That's a album good one, just yeah. Is so I ballsy with like let's release like the coolest fucking hard rock song of the eighties as our opener to the album. <laughs> like one of the coolest yeah. rock songs I've ever heard, Cold of Personality. That's the opener. And then let's also end this album with one of the funkiest, coolest, like "Which Way in America" songs. is
1: one of my favorite on the album. That's that's
0: <laughs> just like
1: also, and I, I don't know. I'm listening to I'm listening to this on um, YouTube Music, so sometimes there's extra songs depending on what uh the
0: version. I'm, I'm uh, listening version. to. The, I I don't know if if on your version if
1: and... on your version they had the their cover of "Should I Stay or Should I Go," but I liked it. <laughs>
0: Oh my version didn't have that. There's a I, I have heard it.
1: On mine either. is a listed version of Should I Stay or Should I Go? There's cover of the Clash. And I dug it I, I was digging it. It was cool.
0: <laughs> and um Like uh all these tracks have like a unique voice to them. Like I want to know. Oh yeah. It, um It has this guitar uh riff that Kind of um, slide, just kind of the modular variations, just like it's um, everything's interesting here. Like, none of the riffs sound like I've heard them before, and Living Colored at first, and Middleman that's another great one. Uh, and then they have Open Letter to a Landlord. That song is a very it addresses a very uh, crucial issue. Still a very important issue to be talked about today. Yeah. The gentrification of America. Yeah. Cities. Uh, you know, uh, it basically just talks about how all these companies, corporations or uh, real estate uh, owners uh, will uh, perform demolition and just destroy these old buildings that I, have a lot of history yeah. to them.
1: I appreciate and, I appreciate when they tackle subject matters like that cuz you hear a lot of like punk and and metal and rock bands they try to be like fuck the man but they don't get too specific.
0: But this one's very specific. But
1: I like that and, they're just like yeah, landlords. <laughs> yeah.
0: And just fuck landlords in particular. Poor communities of their homes <laughs> so you can build your new stadium in Brooklyn or wherever. Yeah. And just like, instead of actually putting that money into renovating these places, no, we just demolish them and we build our Starbucks there or whatever. That's, um, and that, and that song, it's
1: a big thing. I mean,
0: definitely has some cool riffs. You cool you, ma- you mentioned the
1: stadium bit. That's a big thing. I'm a big Dodgers fan. Oh yeah. That's a, uh, I mean, just if you're listening to this, uh, go look up Chavez ravine. Um, I'm a big Dodger fan, but it's kind of a fucked up thing that the Dodgers organization did back when they built the Dodger Stadium.
0: Oh, yeah. like NFL and uh, they ba- they basically
1: um, got the city to evict an entire NLB an entire members. neighborhood of people yeah. and demolished it and built Dodger Stadium. Yep, and it was all poor Mexican working that class happens people.
0: Way too often, um, and. Um, and yeah, that's song. And and, talks the, about and there's
1: there's people that want the Dodgers to like work on paying reparations for that and I agree with that. I think they should. Yeah. They should do and something. And also
0: another song that gets a little um, that definitely gets political, definitely gets a, a little controversial funny vibe which Oh, that was a cool song. I love it. <laughs> but it talks about it's like I I'm I'm not going to rape you. I'm not It basically yeah. is just like how um, I mean, addresses like racial stop and frisky. Uh, just as yeah. assuming just a random black guy or a minority on the street is a criminal. And that, unfortunately, that's something that isn't ingrained into our system. And it's fucked up and it's it's dumb.
1: Yeah, that that was definitely a funny vibe is one on the, the list of songs I kind of noted as a, like, this is a cool song. <laughs>
0: I didn't know this. I have to listen to the original one. Memories Can't Wait. Yeah. That's apparently a Talking Heads cover. Oh. I'm going to have to listen to that now. I did not know that listening to this album. Um, but I mean, Call to Personality, that song, I mean, yeah, it, it was their biggest hit and everything. Huge. Yeah. It, guitar Hero and everything. And me and, and yeah. My girlfriend we're watching um Memories Can't Wait. We were watching Talking the last heads. season of although
1: nice. the Living Color version is the first song that comes up if you Google <laughs> or it's if you search it, it on YouTube music. Cool. <laughs>
0: I don't yeah. know, we'll have to listen. <laughs> but um But yeah, the bass line in that's just insane. I love it. Yeah the, just every just you can hear every instrument in this album just so clearly and precisely. Like it, that it's just so precise. Like that bass that bass. Yeah. And I, um, I like love in which way the American, I really love the bass, um, uh, but, <laughs> lines in this album. But yeah, like, um, there was a track in this album. What was it? I, I forgot, I forgot what I was talking about, to be honest. Um, but, I'm a few drinks in already. I'm getting a level. um uh, I listened. Recently, uh, they played with Steve Vai ooh. on Cult of Personality. Ooh, that'd and be cool. And he plays with Vernon Reed, and it's just amazing. And the solo is yeah. just crazy. But yeah, every Vernon Reed solo, amazing. But it's just like... I always make that kind of face where I'm like, "Whoa!" Like I'm like, yeah. Well, again, like I like I said, like I one one thing I was really impressed
1: way. with was not only that like it was gnarly fucking solos and licks and stuff, yeah. but like he managed to do all of that, but still the entire time he's vibing with the band. Yeah. He's no, really grooving there. And that's really difficult to do as a lead guitarist who's like throwing out licks and stuff like that sometimes is oh, to, to keep it oh, uh, just yeah. kind of subdued enough where it doesn't the time, overshadow the rest of the band. Like
0: Call the Personality, they have a lot of quotes there from like mm-hmm. Kennedy, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Franklin Roosevelt, and um that's not
1: what your country can do for you
0: and then guitar soul (laughs) yeah Yeah, it it goes crazy but uh, like i love um one of my favorite lines in that song because it's so poignant it's just so fucking real um when a leader speaks that leader dies and it in the music video it shows martin Luther king
1: Mm, and it's like, no.
0: yeah, basically, as soon as you actually speak out and get some justices, you know, you know what I was, <laughs> yeah, a target on your back.
1: You know, I saw a video of Martin Luther King. This is like right before he, like just a little bit before he died. He, yeah, was, before he was, he killed. was making a speech, basically about like affordable housing. Wow. Which was crazy because first of all, that's a thing, and gentr- he was talking about gentrification affordable mm-hmm. housing because that's a thing that they talk about in this. Yep, and it's a thing that we still talk about now. Oh yeah, and I was like, holy shit! It's like this is, is- and
0: listening to this album. Yeah, I love the music and the instrumentation, and it's just heavy and funky and just shreds, just very sick, very cool. But the lyrics, I was like, this is all still relevant now. Yeah, and this came out in '88. Well, do you think and- that's prophetic or kinda, sad it's the same conversations we need to be having now.
1: we do yeah no it's it's really this is a great album yeah i i will admit out of the two albums that you that you brought up i did prefer the other one oh remember my song remember my song is one that's definitely gonna be on my rotation this one is more like some of these songs might be on my rotation. Like I might put them on some playlists.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, which song? Which san- songs were standouts for you then? Well, definitely cult of personality.
1: Definitely oh, funny yeah, I mean. vibe. Um, hold on. Uh, I liked, uh, I liked, uh, obviously which way in America. I liked, um, uh, memories can't wait. I liked glamor boys. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah. I thought Middleman was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean. Very cool. Yeah, Definitely. Great album. I liked it.
0: No, I've been listening just to the album I think it's, in its entirety. It's
1: more like sometimes, sometimes an album, someone recommends an album where I'm like, how has this album not come across my path before? And yeah. sometimes someone recommends an album and it makes me go, how come I was not more aware of this
0: band in general? Well, my dad
1: and I think well, this is one of those yeah. where, like, maybe maybe this is not going to be a regular. This specific album won't be a regular rotation for me, but this band will now
0: because
1: yeah. they were not. Uh, other than Cult of Personality, they were not on my radar, like at and all.
0: And with Living Color, I mean, yeah, Cold Personality is one I've known and heard for a long time because of Guitar Hero and stuff. Yeah, and then I heard it; they played that song and one of the last walking dead episodes before the finale oh like they played it in the show like in universe somebody hooked that song up to a radio nice and i was like that's cool vivid color you're living into the
1: apocalypse that
0: reminded me of (laughs) i was like i need to check that song out check this album out and for like the 80s for late 80s one of the most i i know they were still pretty like they were big when they came out but still pretty underrated compared to a lot of bands from that era yeah and, um,
1: they had some success but it was limited success though like not as much as they deserve yeah um, no'm I'm, I'm really impressed I think it makes me want to go listen to their other albums like Vernon it, Reed what it
0: is yeah no yeah holy the, shit. The,
1: it, this makes me just want to go check out their other albums yeah see would be like it's, this has piqued my curiosity. And now I want to see what else they have up their sleeve, or had. Right. Uh, I think they're still active. I don't know if they're still. No, recording, they're still
0: playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their most recent album, I think, came out in like twenty. I think they did something in like twenty seventeen. Oh, that's
1: pretty recent. Recent enough that you would you wouldn't be able to say that they're inactive.
0: No, they're not inactive. They still no. tour, play festivals and stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, that and that album is just so ahead of its time, too. That that's yeah. I it's, always for some reason it doesn't I, feel like an '80s album. I to always me. thought it was a '90s yeah. album. Yeah, exactly. And it's close to that era, but not quite. It came out in '88, yeah. and I always assumed it probably came out like '94 or yeah. something. I um, know. Uh eighty eight. Do you yeah, uh, just... do you want some of this scotch? I'll trade
1: um, you. I'll trade you a little scotch for a little rum.
0: Ooh, scotch for rum. But mm. oh, we don't have any tangent points. We're we just doing this for fun.
1: No, I just yeah, I just i am offering you some scotch, and <laughs> I would like some rum.
0: Fair enough. There's a helping of rum.
1: And there is a helping of
0: scotch. <laughs> nice.
1: Pretty fair. Both of these bottles are in the $50 to $60 range, where yours is a little more. but Yeah, and
0: I'm like in the 60% um, capacity range yeah. in my bottle. Yeah. Try not to just blow through it.
1: <laughs> I have been very good about not <laughs> blowing through expensive bottles. I've had yeah, this but... bottle in my room for about a month now, and it's still about a quarter of the bottle left. That's Scotch. Um that's scotch. It is Scotch. It's a pretty good one. Uh, I've I I never am, had one, it is. I am not so well versed in Scotch that to say if this is like a really good one or not for the price, but I enjoy it. And uh, I'm still learning about scotches, so maybe next time we I feature Scotch on an episode I'll have a different one. Mm. Oh dude, that rum is so fucking good.
0: Here's some of uh, Vernon Reed's Thank you. influences Ooh. Miles Davis, James Brown, Jimi Hendrix, Robert Fripp, John Coltrane, which I thought about doing um, Spiral, that album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the another album well, I, I think we should do a whole jazz episode. so so what
1: one one out the album Same. you you texted to me that I, I i went and listened to and then you changed your mind on was herbie hancock
0: yeah and what's it headhunters um, yeah herbie fucking hancock. rad album i oh, mean it's go. i know it's yeah. not one of the
1: ones we're talking about but i do want to say yeah uh, that uh, was herbie cool
0: headhunters i don't know if he'll be on an episode maybe he will uh maybe we'll do a jazz episode i would love to do a
1: jazz yeah, episode. Definitely. yeah.
0: um I, I thought about him and I also thought about Tribe Called Quest low end theory, mm. but I I wanted to spread out and do some I've, different genres. There there
1: there is um,
0: different eras. One
1: of my favorite albums of all time, which I didn't include on this because I felt it would be a little on the nose for us. What we for what like what we typically talk to, which yeah. is saying a lot because I chose a punk album.
2: <laughs>
1: um. But I <laughs> I was gonna uh, bring up uh, Travelin, John Lee Hooker. Oh yeah, which is a fantastic blues album. Really, really good. Check that out, um, John Lee Hooker. I mean, I don't know why I was worried about it breaks. being too on the nose for what we compare, normally talk about because you chose Living Color but and, I, and cites, I chose Bad Brains. He but he
0: also cites uh, Frank Zappa, mm. which there's a few couple of his albums I've always wanted to talk about. Apostrophe, definitely. <laughs> I love Zappa. Jeff Beck, rest in peace, Jeff Beck. He passed away this year last month. right and <laughs> just go listen to scatterbrain go well, go watch Great. the version yeah. it's the good. live version of scatterbrain and you'll see why he was one of the greatest guitarists to ever walk on the earth like seriously jeff beck was amazing and yeah i just want to give some credit to him since he was mentioned um he also cites Carlos Santana. I mean, yeah, Jimmy Page, Van Halen, and Doctor No from the Bad Brains. <sighs> Fuck among yeah, his influences. N- you
1: know what I'll say is that entire list is all and artists. Yeah, some of the solos
0: in the Bad Brains. I was like, holy shit! Th- it's it's Dr. No. well,
1: that's again what what I mentioned is Bad Brains are like Sex Pistols if they actually had musical talent. Yeah, like they they got that vibe of like that hardcore punk, but like. They actually have, they they strike me as good. I mean, Sex Pistols were not good
0: musicians. (laughs) I mean, uh, of course,
1: Sid Vicious is notorious. Yeah. Johnny Rotten, though, like, so Sid Vicious, when they were recording, their one and only album, never mind the bollocks, which is a great album. It really actually is. But uh, when they were recording that, I guess so. um, Wait, is that their only album? Yeah, they never did another album. Uh, and and I, I have that one on vinyl and I have the version I have is a marketing uh do not sell version <laughs> um but uh but uh yeah it, it's so Sid vicious playing um Sid vicious was bass right
0: yeah
1: yeah so he's playing bass and he apparently just like sucked really bad. And then what happened is he got sick while they were recording the album. I don't remember if it was like pneumonia or something like that. He got sick, so he couldn't show up to the studio. So they took advantage of that, and Johnny Rotten played a bunch of bass lines on a bunch of the songs. Because they were sick of nice. dealing with Sid Vicious sucking and having to do a million <laughs> takes. Yeah, that so so the moment he got sick and couldn't show up, they were like, All right, <laughs>
0: Johnny, Johnny,
1: Johnny, jump on bass. Let's, let's get this shit done. Yeah. Like And then they got done. Yeah, and then they got it done. <laughs> so I don't know what songs they are, but there are certain songs on Nevermind the Bollocks that Sid Vicious does not play on. Even though he's Makes credited, sense. he doesn't actually... It's, it's
0: Johnny Raw. But he's face. credited. He's
1: credited because <laughs> he was the bassist. Yeah. But, the, yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: Didn't it actually record those parts. Yeah. Anyways, yeah... Um So, so far, we have Remember My Song, Lobby, we we have Bad Brains, Bad Brains, (laughs) and we have Vivid by the Living Color, a very great selection. And, um, you know, we're doing this in Honor of Black History Month by uh, featuring black artists, but I want to reassure you that these are all albums that we enjoy, that we've listened to, that we would have been... Like, I was thinking about including... Uh, both my albums, just for a normal album review, obviously. yeah. In y- fact, this is going to be still a normal album. Like, yeah. we're gonna have. We're not gonna be like, oh, album reviews part two. We're we're, three, we're just we're just like, and then the Black History version. Like, no, why why is- no? We're we're
1: just like, let's do an album review, and why not? Yeah. In honor of Black History Month, but it's going to be point, point out some thing. some excellence of black musicians. Yes. Yeah. But know? it's not a separate uh, series. Because it's... I mean here's what I'll here's what I'll say is uh um, black American music, I don't think any group of people in the United States has contributed more to the American oh, music I mean, zeitgeist than black Americans. No American... group of people have rock. Every,
0: every jazz. I mean, is the every, classical American music. Every genre and...
1: of American music you blues. can think of, you can think of has been pioneered
0: by, by black Americans. Oh yeah. Definitely. Rock and roll. There's no doubt.
1: Blues, yeah. jazz, even country. If you go back far enough, yeah. there are, there is a tradition of black country music. Yeah. And, it, and it's, and it's back, far enough back that I think, and so much of country, I mean, modern Nashville country takes so much from, like, Hank Williams, and you know what Hank Williams was taking from? Rhythm and blues. Of course. Of yeah. course he was, because who wasn't?
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody was.
1: So, like, um, I really, you know, w- uh, so I- it's important to, uh, because black musicians don't get credit Later. often yeah, I mean, so it's important to and i know we're just a, a couple white guys sitting in a bedroom <laughs> recording a podcast yeah. and nobody actually in a studio recording a podcast hey I've sound <laughs> yeah film it's co- more colorful than my sound Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that red and black uh, but, um, <laughs> but no, i mean um, it's it's it just it's good too for
0: but like yeah this anyone honor of black history but yeah. it's not going to be titled that way you can no. already see that as just part of our regular album review series because this is these are albums I always want to talk about.
1: Well, like like and I said, as soon as you texted me with that idea, said, hey, let's let's do this for Black History Month, I I mean, I, remember I texted you back like, like like let me make let me think about it. What, what albums albums? But that was me more saying like I I was at work, so I was like yeah. I was like I don't have time to like think right now. Yeah. Uh. But I pretty much immediately know knew what I was choosing because I was these were albums that were already on my mind.
0: And um,
1: these were albums I possibly next would have I I there's this so this next album I probably was going to choose anyway. Nice. Because it's there's, really um, good.
0: No, I was definitely going to choose Vivid and like back when I started listening to Remember My Song. I was like, man, I would love to talk about this on album reviews, and yeah, we just had a lot going on. We never got to another album reviews, and it's, we, here I we mean, are now.
1: I mean, it's been a good year on the podcast of like doing like cool, unique episodes. We did yeah, better than better that. than the year before. Yeah, on like not relying too much on commentaries on and, and pop culture stuff,
0: even though we have plenty of commentaries We've lined up, plenty of that.
1: Time. Don't worry about it. Um, but
0: <laughs> But yeah, we're trying to keep it interesting, keep it real. Mm-hmm. But I really love these but album reviews. Album reviews. I want to do these fairly often. I, yeah, I, I, it's a big I, part it's... of
1: listening to music. Is a big part of our, both of our lives. Yeah, and dude, and mean, the and the opportunity and to, <laughs> the opportunity to sit down and be like, and not only talk about albums that we've been listening to, Which but share albums with each other. Well, yeah, and like It's
0: very fun. It's a good time. Yeah, and I I hope people you know actually listen to these albums especially ones i've never heard before like i always use this as an opportunity like usually when we do our album reviews when we do a new and old song i try to use it as an opportunity to introduce something maybe not not a lot of people have heard yeah or uh, you know a band that's a little underrated and like there's some bands i've been thinking about that um are definitely underrated but very good that I think people need to know about. So, like, we'll probably do more album reviews pretty soon. And also, um, I've been yearning to talk about Weezer's Seasons albums, because now that's finished. I mean, we'll get around to so that. So maybe next time. I mean,
1: we can definitely, here's what I'll say is, there's no reason we can't do a music-related episode that's not an album Let's
0: review. just do a Weezer episode. We could totally just do a Weezer episode. <laughs> I'm, sure you,
1: I'm sure me and you could talk about Weezer for... An hour and a half yeah. straight at least <laughs> uh
0: anyways let's get on to the final album of yeah. this episode from 2022 just this last year yeah you picked a new one you were a good boy. melt my eye
1: well i, I mean oh, oh i you wanted to do yeah. i legitimately have been listening to this album uh, melt my eyes see your future by denzel curry which is way out of character for me because well, this is a hip hop I mean, album, album and I is, don't um, I don't listen to hip hop stuff a whole lot.
0: I was listening to this album earlier today and I'm not gonna lie, I kinda expected the norm for rap and hip hop albums that are mm-hmm. coming out now. A lot of autotune, a lot of mumble rap. But this no. has some auto tune, but no mumble rap. So no mumble you. rap,
1: and the auto yeah. is pretty tastefully used. No, well, T Pain, is... T Pain is on one of the yeah, songs. And he's so yeah, he's auto So of God. course, of course. Um. <laughs> by by side side tangent, uh, T Pain was on the Masked Singer, singer that show. Oh, really? He has an amazing voice. It's
0: like, why are you using that? He's a
1: fucking. He has a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> I didn't
0: expect that, no, but, but either way. Anyway, this <laughs> album. Before you get into it, because it was your pick and you mm-hmm. probably know more about it, but I mean, from from me listening to it, um, one of the most refreshing hip hop albums I've heard in a long time. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not only like the raps and the rhyme, they had a good flow and very just interesting lyrics. There's a lot of nerdy lyrics in this, which I really he references like Naruto. He and stuff like that. Naruto, he references uh, Black Panther. He references Star Wars. He references. Uh, well, apparently Don Denzel Silla, Curry a King is a line
1: in there. He's apparently a really big nerd,
0: which is great. Like I he love he it. watches
1: anime and stuff in his yeah. spare time. And also
0: <laughs> musically, there's a l- way that's, more going on. That's with this what album. drew it
1: to me initially. It was like there's, this is musically interesting.
0: There's so much more going on. So like with a rap album. Yeah, you want a decent backing track, but really what you really care is if the rap is good or not and if it flows mm-hmm. well and if it's not just mumble rap because I hate that. And he does flow and well. And if it's just yeah. autotune the whole time because that's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I'm yeah. serious. A little bit of tune tastefully auto-tune used here, here and, and there. But it's used but... in a musical, in a tasteful yeah. way where I'm like, that's how autotune should be utilized. Yeah. Instead of just using autotune the whole time... Um, use it in an interesting way. And he does that. And um, I... Um, yeah, there's just so much going on. Just the backing tracks alone and the backing vocals and the instrumentation. There's some jazzy stuff in here. Oh, dude, there's a there's, song. There's a, there. so, there's a there's song. Some, uh, it's the last
1: song in the album, uh, The Ills. Oh, I love that one. Dude, it's just like... A jazz p- jazzy piano tune with him rapping over it
0: and it's fucking rad and i y- love know, it maybe like, next <laughs> album reviews i'll do Tribe called quest yeah um, yeah because a lot of this reminded me of that and it it felt like with his rap because he doesn't mumble rap and every word you hear even if you don't um actively listen to it you know you know when you listen to a song you can understand what you're saying, but you're not yeah. actively listening, so it's still background. Yeah. Even when you're just listening to this album in that manner, mm-hmm. where it's back, you're doing something else, it's back. You're not paying attention to the words necessarily. You can still understand what he's saying. Yeah. And everything's precise. And I really appreciate that because that's one of the things that kind of threw me off with a more modern rap and hip hop because a lot of the times. I have no idea what they're saying. Just mumble rap or it's just a lot of autotune and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but this doesn't do that. And um, I really, uh, here's a couple tracks that uh, really uh, shot out to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have um, X-Wing. Oh, yeah. Which is one of the b- biggest tracks. And yeah, that's where you get a lot of nerdy references. Obviously. That, was a, that was a great one. But very great track. Mm. Uh, John Wayne. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here's another thing um, I'll say
1: because John Wayne has to do with it. Um, a lot of rap artists I've heard recently, even so, Denzel Curry has—he's very fast. Oh yeah, in his style, and, and that is a style of rapping. And um,
0: but you can and but
1: but he understands because be, very well. yeah, well he like, he understands. It seems that like fast rapping like that because a lot of newer artists don't necessarily put a lot of effort into this. Um, he understands up that
0: becoming mumble rap just
1: because you're fast rap. Well, not that, but not about pronunciation and things like that, but like actual the content of what you're saying. Is he understands that what you're saying in the rap matters? Yeah, it yeah. matters. And John There's John Wayne is here. one where it's you know walking walking through the neighborhood like I'm John Wayne like this. He has multiple times for this album where he's touching on like uh, what's what's this um, track. Um, um, oh, I don't remember what the song's is called. Um, the there's, but, but there's quite a few songs in it where it's like, it's like he is touching on social issues in his rap. Even and, and he's doing that on top of doing this fast rap style. Like he's, he recognizes that you don't, you shouldn't have just like filler crap in there, you know? And I really, I really, I um, I really liked that. I thought that was really good.
0: Like, here's something um, I was reading over just through the Wikipedia, and I I agree with this. Um, it has sick. So wait, where is it? Beats per minute. Enjoyed the album. Say melt my eyes. See your future. It's profound exploration of the state of the world and Curry himself works with a diverse set of producers and collaborators to transform a sound and incorporates aesthetics of westerns and samurai films that inspire them to disclose his inner fi- feelings. And this other guy says um, this guy from hip-hop DX Ben Bertruchio, or whatever <laughs> he says it's not an ambitious but heavy-handed decoration of truth, nor is it an all-encompassing love letter to his home state. It's just a rap album. A very good rap album. It shows how dynamic and forceful Denzel Curry can be when he's releases self from poisonous Birding of perfection, and that's why I like it. It's a rap album that's just good. Yeah, the, uh, at it, the end, it's of not trying to be over intellectual. At not the trying, end of the day, you know, it's just
1: like it's musically good. The content of the word of the lyrics really are me, good. Honestly.
0: I'm like some of these like samples or the backing tracks. I mean, it's I'm like, like a, I could just listen to that. It's a happy. combination
1: I mean, of like lo-fi beats. Yeah. There's some, lo-fi. and then
0: like orchestra stuff.
1: Like That's, there's a, there's a song towards the end of the album where he's like, he has like a string orchestra yeah. doing like this, like, I don't remember what the tune is, but it's like what you would imagine of like when a villain enters in a movie type of thing Mm in an old, like universal black and white film. This whole album has
0: just a cool vibe to it. Yeah. Cool and lo-fi. And it's, and this isn't to discredit, but it's, it sounds like something you would hear in like, Oh, good beats to study to or whatever with that one girl in it. Yeah. Um, But except,
1: except where those things are pretty mindless, this thing Actually, if you it's it's one of those albums that hits that perfect space of like, it's still good to have on in the background if you're not paying attention. But if you are paying attention, it's even better. there's a and lot to take in there and it's rewarding. And yeah,
0: like just listen, because some people I encounter think I just don't like rap or because I don't listen to a lot of new rap and hip hop. But I do. I am just very picky. My, I, my thing with
1: I, rap is just that. When it's on, if it's good rap, I do enjoy it. It's not that I'm like really that picky. It's just it's not a genre. I'm picky. It, it's not a I, genre that I lean towards. A lot of regular modern bases. rap
0: nowadays, to me, seems very mindless and just yeah. We're we're saying words. But yeah. Well,
1: whereas, where like, whereas, like, you take old, old school rap. I, if if I if you were to ask me to put on a rap thing, I'd probably look up like a ninety a nineties rap play, li- playlist where it's yeah. Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac That's and guys like words. that. Uh, where yeah, where, it's, where it's where it's, old school stuff because he yeah. was
0: actually rapping and it had interesting back uh, instrumentals. Well,
1: it rem- reminds just, of old old school stuff. Well, in. Uh, I don't remember what song it is, it's towards the end of the album. Maybe it's the Ills. He he references like Notorious B.I.G. and stuff like that. Yeah. And all these uh all these other artists. And it's not just that it remind it's like it, it's reminiscent of old school rap. There's the, a the, little the type
0: boys kind of stuff in there. You yeah. Know, funny, it's nerdy references. It's, it's reminiscent jokes. of yeah.
1: this stuff that's like I'm nostalgic for. Yeah. But but then at the same yeah. time with the lo-fi beats and things like that. It still feels modern. I'll
0: tell you, it doesn't it, feel obnoxious. Yeah. A no. lot of rap, to me at least, feels obnoxious. Yeah. This um, isn't. This is just really cool. It's pleasing to listen to. I like the wordplay. There's good rhymes, good flow in there. But also just like as a musician, I appreciate it. That the instrumentals aren't just a basic backing track, but that they actually a lot more put going effort
1: on. into the instrumentals. They put effort into the the whole thing. Just screams, we gave a crap.
0: Have you tried the cookie, cookie porter?
1: I haven't. There's one more.
0: There's one more left. You should Ooh, try it.
1: Thank you. I hope that was nice. a good crack. We don't have our headphones.
0: I don't know. <laughs> it sounded like a good one in real life.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah. That's better than a peanut butter one. You think so? I think so. Yeah. I like that. Fair enough. But, um, either way, no, the, the entire album, just, it's just. It just screams like we gave a crap about the entire thing. Where a lot of modern rap, where it's like, yeah, it, it's just it j- feel
0: overly produced.
1: A lot of modern rap artists are just like, put down a backing track and let's rap. And maybe they put effort into the rap, but the, they don't put effort into the backing track. No, they put effort or into everything here. Yeah, and every just, every single song seems very intentional. That's how a and very a modern
0: well, rap album should sound. Yeah, in my opinion. it's. It's really, I mean... And I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I like old school stuff, but a lot of modern rap, I just could not care less. When you sent me this, I was like, okay, a new rap album. I'll listen to it for Colton and for the episode, but I don't know if I'm going to really like it and everything. Yeah. (laughs) But as soon as I started listening to it, I was like, wow, this is hitting every single... No, in my book because like it's he's talented it's it's just a talented talented guy with a bunch of talented other reminiscent of some old school stuff there's interesting backing tracks very interesting uh, raps and it's just um i enjoy listening to him
1: he just strikes me as a a talented guy who gives a shit about making about about making good music
0: yeah definitely like no and
1: and at the end of the day if you're talented and you give a shit about making good music, you're going to make some good stuff.
0: Yeah, and if your producers like, or manager allow you.
1: Yeah. Um to, I I to don't do know shit. this for sure. I'd have to look this up. Um I think this is independent. Um I don't I I I read uh
0: Was released through PH and Llama Vista recordings.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Um,
1: there's a lot of stuff online about him being mostly independent. So maybe maybe yeah. the album itself is not like an independent like release. Like he's saw a publisher, but like there's a lot of stuff I've read online about Denzel Curry like remaining as an independent. It artist. feels that way. Like it he's he's, he's not way. getting tied in with a recording with a with a studio or something like that. Um, the other thing I, I mean, which is, this is, this is something that threw me off, you know, there's always been a bad rap for like the SoundCloud rappers. (laughs) He's one of them.
0: No, there's like, no, like, like, like
1: legit. He is one of them. Like that, like he is of that era of that genre of the SoundCloud rappers and he broke out and got big and is really good. Um, Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's like rap is—it's not something I listen to very regularly. Sometimes I'll put on like a '90s hip hop playlist. Oh yeah, sometimes, Uh, and I do—I do like it. It's one of those—it's one of those genres of music
0: where if somewhere someone else were to put it on, there was a period of my life in um, junior year where all I was listening to was Tribe Called Quest, Notorious B.I.G. And BC Boys. I mean
1: all really good. So. <laughs> those are out of all the hip hop artists, there those are those are some that I will listen to. Really great. Yeah. Um but uh I mean Denzel Curry is I mean, just in general, hip hop it's not something I listen to on a regular basis. Especially modern stuff. Especially modern stuff. Uh, occasionally I put on like a, 90, I tell you, yeah. a 90s playlist. Lizzo.
0: I listen to a lot of Lizzo sometimes. Lizzo's pretty decent. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just it's one of those pretty things pretty where it's, thing. it's just, it's not that I don't like this genre. It's more
1: like it's not in my thing it's I'm not in your real I'm not it's thinking just, about it on a regular basis so so I'm not paying attention well, to new no. stuff I, so
0: so it was just I a would a lot of people know me as like the guy with the jazz influences on guitar and everything mm-hmm. but I'm not listening to jazz all the time yeah well like, well it's uh, one of those genres that I, I love and I really appreciate, but you're not going to hear me listening to it all the time. Cause well, I'm to be honest, picky. I'm very picky with certain genres. Yeah, well, well to be, really to be really honest, like, really.
1: you know, I would have never come across Denzel Curry if it weren't for NPR Tiny Desk Concerts, because I follow the NPR music on Facebook and stuff, and I follow them because they have a lot of like folk and bluegrass bands well, play. I, I never, so so it's it's weird like I follow this page on Facebook where it's I follow it because I like folk and bluegrass stuff. Yeah, and then they have a, And then they have friend. Denzel Curry come on and I'm like holy shit and I just saw the video and I'm like holy shit this guy's good.
0: Oh, yeah. Like no,
1: seriously. So I went and looked him up and found this album. Um, this was like 6 months ago. It was like right when this
0: album well, was brand new. I always new. keep my ears open, you know. Whenever I hear just music being played out and about or if it's recommended to me or if it's in the YouTube algorithm or it's in Facebook or whatever, I keep my ears open for stuff that interests me. If it interests me, I find out, okay, who did that? What album is that from? Where I can find it? Yeah. And I search it and I'm like, oh, maybe it was a one hit wonder type thing and everything else sucks. Okay, fair enough. At least I like that song. But sometimes you know. it's like, Oh, this guy or girl or person is really talented.
1: Yeah, and that, that was and what that's what's happened here is I saw a tiny desk concert and the fr- like thirty seconds into the first song. I yeah, mean, thir- thirty seconds of the first song he played that they played, I was immediately like if you have, I like this guy. This guy is good.
0: I'm a, like I've I, I wanna find out ear. more. I always learned by ear and you know Yeah by listening, you know. When I hear something that catches my attention, I'm like, "Well, I gotta investigate," and usually it doesn't fail. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, Denzel. Curry, I mean,
1: I mean, he's shit, he's just like so talented. Album. And the entire album, I'll just to sum it up, I'll just say, not only is are as him and all the other people involved really talented musicians, but um. They, the entire album screams they gave a crap. Because well, I mean, this
0: album just has an aesthetic to it. It's it just, has an aesthetic, it's, and
1: it's, and at the end of the day, it's just a lot of hip hop. I listen to the modern hip hop. It's just like they don't give a crap.
0: It's just like whatever, give and, me money.
1: And at the very least, like I remember, <laughs> I remember there was a guy years ago at an open mic I, that we used to go to, at Steaming Beam, and he would go, and he would rap. I knew a guy. I, I think I remember. Um that guy. I I worked with him actually. He was my coworker. Oh really? And he would rap. And he wasn't that great. But <laughs> it was still fun because yeah. he really was trying. He cared. He really yeah, he cared, cared and was trying to be good. He was trying yeah. to make good music. And he would go up there and him. And well, and another guy would play guitar, and a guy would play guitar and play a beat on guitar, and he would just rap over it. And I remember well, enjoying I remember
0: playing it. Playing for him one time. I'm it was, pretty sure I it
1: played was, for him. It was that guy. Yeah I, yeah, I I think it was the same guy. I, I, and I remember
0: he wasn't like some guitar he like wasn't like the
1: most amazing. Yeah, I I th- it's, it's the guy you're thinking of. Yeah, and he wasn't like the most amazing artist ever. He wasn't the most amazing rapper or anything like that but he actually gave a shit. That's what I like. So yeah. I um, had a good time sitting there watching him play well, because really. because I was like you he's giving off the vibes of he cares aside. So I and am it. I am enjoying it Rapp- and and at the end of the day Denzel Curry gives off the vibes of he gives a shit.
0: Any genre if you do something interesting and you show that you actually care and you're passionate about your music and about your art. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have me interested, even if yeah. it's not the best thing I've ever heard. If there's something unique about it and if there's a real heart to it, mm-hmm. you're going to get my attention.
1: And that, and that's my biggest compliment I can give to Denzel Curry is he seems like he has a lot of heart in it. Um, no, definitely. He also, I think is extremely talented and that helps. Yes, <laughs> but uh, but but, <laughs> but but the biggest um, thing is that he has a lot of heart in there. Yes, and I I you can feel it in the album, and I really love it, and it's yeah, fantastic. Definitely, I
0: just we haven't had um, any tangent points this episode. We have. Just want to say, we I mean, wow. When we talk about music, we usually should, stay on point. Should we have
1: it. should we have a rule if we have no tangent points? We have to take a shot anyway. Nah. <laughs>
0: I think we're good because trust me, there's plenty of episodes where we have plenty of tangent points. Yeah. you know what? I'm happy not to have it.
1: The tangent point system is just meant to keep us on track. I mean, my track. new
0: system, my a it's, it's ju- news system does keep it. It does help. It helps a little bit. Yeah. Um,
1: it's just meant to keep us on track. The, the, the point is not that tan, that going on tangents is bad. It's that a lot of tangents
0: is bad. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Um. Anyways, I think that's. I think we're done. We pretty much said what we got to say. Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> um. All of the links, uh, to these albums will be in the description. Yeah.
0: Just to remind you, we have Ladi um, Sifri with "Remember My Song" in 1975. They will. Funk's they on. will
1: be Spotify links because that's the easiest. Yeah. Well, for most that in there, for yeah. most people.
0: Either way, you can just type it in, look it but, up. Uh, but we'll have the
1: title and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And we have, then we have the Bad Brains, and then we have Vivid by Living Color, and then we have Denzel Curry with yeah. uh, melt my eyes, see your, see your future, future, yeah, nice. It's weird,
1: it's a weird uh, um, album name. Twenty twenty two. I don't know why they called it that, um, but whatever.
0: But yeah, uh, next time we do album reviews. Um, I'll be sure to bring one that's a new one and an old one. Cause that's the usual formula. Um, but I just want, really wanted to talk about these albums yeah, and give them a, a spotlight and look out Colton, look out for some new albums that you think are maybe underrated. I will. Yeah. Cause a lot of times our underrated one will be the old one, but sometimes there's some new ones out there. You know,
1: like I think, so, yeah, yeah. We, uh, uh and next episode,
0: <laughs> we definitely have something fun planned for you. I won't spoil much, and we got some uh, creepy weird stuff coming up. Don't worry about that. Uh, how, how many hints do I should I give? Uh, I
1: love the creepy weird stuff.
0: Yeah, plenty of creepy weird stuff, and we're. I think the main before we end this episode, let's talk about something. Okay. Our goals for this year. Okay. It's for the new year. Yeah. The main thing, my main, my primary goal with this podcast this year is try to do as many new things as possible while staying true to what the podcast does.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. And Um, I think uh, here's here's what I'll throw out. I think having more guests on the podcast would be cool.
0: Yeah, uh, last year we Um, did pretty good with guests. We did. Um, we we I, did a pretty good job. I, I think. Love to have Chris back on. Yeah, uh, Chris. Have, if you're um, listening,
1: Chris. Yeah. We're, we're we're we'd love to. Let's let's make it happen. I know, I know. I know you got your schedule um, and you're a busy guy, but we'll make it happen.
0: Yeah, I'll be talking <laughs> to people. We'll try to get more guests. Maybe some other podcasters on here. That so would that, be amazing. That would be, really that would be awesome. Uh, we could cross promote and all that. I'm fine yeah. With that, hey, you know, help figure it out. But um, but yeah, we're gonna try to keep things fresh. Um, try to keep the episode ideas fresh. I get some new ideas brewing. Colton's got some ideas he's been telling me about for a while now that we still got to figure out. We have a long um, list
1: of uh, ideas.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh. So. Uh, <laughs> we finally, after two years, made worry. a shared Google Doc.
0: Yeah, we finally did that. Oh, you added to it?
1: I haven't added to it, but I, 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 I got. I, I. Yeah. I I added it to my google drive well
0: you thing. should start adding to it more than two years after <laughs> but, two and a half years we have a google docs we have
1: a google docs where <laughs> we can share episode ideas usually
0: because usually the way it goes <laughs> we, we we figure out the episode uh, the current episode and then we're like what are we gonna do next week we gotta figure something out <laughs> spoilers <laughs> <laughs> but um and uh, well, anyways I, I appreciate everyone listening right now i appreciate that everyone has downloaded and, yeah we've um, had some
1: really good viewership i recently. appreciate
0: yeah we have actually, yeah. and i appreciate everyone that follow us at odd Junk pod at instagram and uh you can check out our facebook page the odd Junk pod squad and um what, what's another thing we have uh i think that's it that's how many social media platforms, but we also but, have uh, – if it, you um, if you listen to us on Audible, I'll be w- sure to uh, download or tell your friends, hey, the Oddjob po- podcast is on Audible because <laughs> we are. <laughs>
1: we are on <an> Audible.
0: <laughs> um, we're on a lot of things.
1: Um, um, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I say this every once in a while, but we've never had anyone take us up on it. If you have an idea for an episode, a topic we should cover. Trust me, we need help. Let us know. Yeah. Message us. <laughs> yeah. Shoot us know. a message. Say, hey, I um, want you to do an episode about this.
0: And if you and have we a problem pro- with and, us.
1: And if it's not an inappropriate topic, we probably will. because an inappropriate you, topic on here? Sex and racism and shit
0: like that. Yeah. Uh, and murders.
1: And murders.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, but but if 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 you have an idea for a topic, true crime and you sucks, want us to do man, it, message us. Please like of, like really actually yes, no, definitely. actually do it because mm-hmm. uh Colton I say this I've I've been saying this for like 2 years now of saying every once in a while I say, "Hey, uh,
0: let us know if you have a topic," and no one ever has. I get some, but it's a lot of spam. Um Shout-out to Jason Halfcoat though. He's always sending me good stuff. Ah, uh, J- Captain, Captain Halfcoat. Halfcoat yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, um... <laughs> Shout-out to Chris McMahon. Uh, I'd love to record him. McMahon, yeah. McMayhem. Um, McMayhem, yeah. That's, that's the American way of saying that's it. That's the American vernacular. If you're He's listening. causing such mayhem. He's causing mayhem. Yeah. With all his memes out there. But, um... <laughs> I also want to say nothing. Actually, I have nothing to say. I I don't want to keep blowing up this episode with uh, unnecessary tangents. In fact, don't, don't worry, don't worry. We're, 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 Do we have a tangent point yet? We don't. We okay? I mean, unless you want to count this, but it'll start
1: over next episode, so it doesn't matter.
0: Does anything matter?
1: Let's not get into that. It's just, let's let's you know, leave. Let's maybe, leave
0: that for another episode. Maybe in the next couple weeks we'll do a philosophy episode.
1: Ooh, maybe we'll, we'll get really, we'll, we'll get even. really
0: stoned. We'll talk about just the big topics. <laughs> what is life? Oh, Does God. anything matter? Are we in a civilization? What about the multiverse? What about uh? What about? <laughs> Just anything, and that that would be the one we 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 get high. Yep. we 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 <laughs> want drink in that one. We 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 get. High. Um, oh, episode four twenty, maybe one day that'd be good. That would, that, would, that would be good. Oh God, <laughs> I don't want to think about that. But anyways, <laughs> we'll see you next next week for a very special episode. I'm sure you're gonna love it. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about it. Be sure to follow us at A Drunk Pod and uh, give us a download. Give us a rating, a review if you uh, like us.
1: It's been a while uh, since we've had a review
0: on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I've had um, threats of bad reviews from the scam artists. And we definitely have a scammer episode planned out later oh, in the future. Oh, yeah. that's going to be fun. That'll be fun. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, we o- hope you all stay safe. Have a great day or evening or morning or whenever you're listening to this. And listen to our uh, friend, our robotic friend, at the end about not to drink and drive because that's dumb. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, don't do illegal stuff.
0: Yeah, we're, we we don't condone any illegal stuff here.
1: Yeah, drink in the safety of your own home.
0: Yes, that way you can drink. Or your at home.
1: a bar if you have to. If you ju- if, if you're, you're just bar. walking
0: home. Yeah, and we do that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we'll see you next week. Keep it real. Drunk Podcast, out. This is
2: not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive. Okay Colton you can roll the outro now.